going into a new endeavor is really intimidating. And there's a lot of things that you're not going to even know that you don't know, particularly being socialized as women, we're not taught to have a lot of strong opinions and push back and ask a lot of questions. So really being confident and like, Hey, this is a learning process. And I want to learn, explain it to me like I'm five and I still don't get it. Explain it to me again. listeners and welcome back to gumption where your host lily has a very raspy voice this week there was just no getting around it you guys i lose my voice at the drop of a hat so sometimes i just got to come on here and sound like i've been screaming at a concert even though i wish i was this weekend but i was really just quite the chatterbox doing a lot of talking and there goes my voice per usual But I hope you all have had a great last couple of weeks. It really feels like spring is finally starting to come out here in Ohio. We've had some sunshine over the past couple days, and though I'm sure we will have another snowstorm, it at least is starting to lean towards spring. I don't know about you guys, but I'm just ready for summer this year. Like, I'm typically a girly who enjoys all four seasons equally, maybe not as much winter, but regardless, I like living in a place where we get to see all the different seasons. But this year, I'm actually just like, I need to be laying on a beach. I need to be in a pool. I'm ready for the hot weather. I'm ready for summer. So let's use these next couple weeks, these next couple months to really get our summer gumption in the wings. And we're starting to prepare and build that confidence that was maybe in hibernation all winter long. And just opening ourselves up to new experiences, meeting new people, and all the fun things that we love about Gumption. This week's guests were truly two of the most fun people to talk to and so kind and down to earth. They were complete strangers to me when I first reached out to them, and I am so grateful that they just humored me and were like, hey, let's be on this girl's podcast. Our conversation was so genuine, so interesting. I learned a lot about being an entrepreneur in the sense of creating your own product, taking it from the idea stages into a reality, branding identity that really encapsulates what you want the community surrounding your brand to be. These are all things that I am really interested in learning more about. So interviewing these two ladies was absolutely amazing because I got to learn about their specific brilliant idea, which you guys are going to get to hear about in a second, and their whole journey of how they got there. So without further ado, this is Rose Fireman and Caroline Mathis, the wife and wife duo who created Poplight. And I'm not even going to explain what Poplite is because they will tell you all about it. Enjoy, guys. I will just let you both say who you are and what is Poplite. Yeah, I decided that I would go first. <laughs> I'm Rose, Rose Fireman. I'm Caroline's wife, and we are the co-founders of Poplite. I was thinking I always should describe myself. I think the way I identify myself first is as a skier because it's the guiding light in my life. Like the reason I moved to Colorado was to ski I don't get to do it nearly as much as I used to, but which is also hilarious because she snowboards. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> but, <laughs> it's a long story. But I always kind of identify that way because it's like led me to almost every place I've lived in my life has been because of snowboarding, skiing, whatever. And it's like how my friend group is defined as the people that I spend time outdoors with. So that's usually the first thing I think of. We've actually had to think about this a lot recently, but one of the things that defines me recently is just working on self improvement, and not like a 
you know, spending time in the self-help section of Barnes and Noble's kind of way, but really thinking about what are things I want to be better about myself and what are things that would improve my quality of life and our quality of life together. So those are the two things I was thinking about. You want to introduce yourself? Yeah. I'm Caroline Mathis. Rose is my wife. I'm Rose's wife. And yeah, how would I describe myself? I'm a therapist, so I do mental health therapy with couples and individuals. And yeah, similarly to Rose, just like continued growth. When this is the field that you are in, uh, you have to practice what you preach. And so growth for the sake of growth, curiosity about who people are. I really love just learning for the sake of learning. That is wonderful. And I think probably two of the best introductions I've had so far, because I find one of the hardest questions to ask people is who are you? Like, how do you summarize all the different things that you do and love into a short intro? I don't know. So I love that Rose, you described yourself as a skier. I actually just skied in Colorado a month ago. I visited my friend who had just moved to Denver. I hadn't even heard about Poplite really until right before that trip. And then I had the epiphany. I should reach out to them and see if they'd want to be on the podcast. So it was kind of like a near miss in that regard. Oh my God, you totally should have. We would have, I would have taken you skiing and we could have done the podcast from our kitchen, which is where we also run Poplite from. (laughs) Okay. First of all, I love that. Second of all, I'm a really bad skier. So you probably have been way better than me. (laughs) Caroline's just learning too. Yeah, I learned when I was 20. I mean, I'm only 23. So I make that sound like it was such a long time ago. But most people I know learned when they were a little kid. So it was really hard. No, totally. It's a challenging thing to get into as an adult. And it's not just like physically, but it's an expensive hobby. Mm -hmm. Yes. The first time I ever skied on an actual mountain... I was like, what is going on? This is a whole nother story. Respect. Yeah. Very tall. I find that even (laughs) though I'm like no farther from the mountain than I am at the base, being up in a ski lift at the top of the mountain continues to freak me out to this day. (laughs) Don't worry. Yeah, but you always do, so... Yeah. Well, I have a lot of uh, pep with myself. <laughs> yeah, if you, you get near Caroline when she's snowboarding, you can hear her. She's like talking to herself. She's like, you've got this. You can do this. You didn't know you can do this. <laughs> you've done harder things. Just drop in. You're fine. <laughs> Thank you both for the very thoughtful introductions. And it's nice to know who people are outside the confines of their business. Let's talk a little bit more about Poplight. For my listeners who maybe have never heard of Poplight before, which I find kind of hard to believe because your guys' socials are like really popping off. So tell me about it. Give me like your elevator pitch of what it is. Yeah, Poplite is the world's first gorgeous modern wallet that sticks on almost any wall surface and only takes seconds to install and won't leave a mark when removed. That's our elevator pitch. But more importantly, Poplite was something that solved a problem that we were experiencing. So Caroline and I are pretty handy people. We do a lot of house projects. Like we're trying to tone it down, to be honest, but we really (laughs) wanted to put wall sconces on either side of our bed. And we were living in a house that was like over a hundred years old. So like, just to give you a sense of how old this house was, uh, there was one outlet in each room. One outlet was a surprise outlet on the floor. We live a modern life. So we'd be charging a computer and we'd be like, okay, I have to charge my computer now. You need to be done with the outlet. Uh, And we wanted to put wall sconces on either side of our bed. And we were like, okay, we could get this done on a Sunday. And we found that it was wildly expensive, super messy. And then we'd have to remove them and patch the wall when it was time to move out. So I went on Amazon, which I think is what everyone does. And I was like, I want a beautiful wall light that will stick to my wall. And it didn't exist. Honestly, the things that were out there were just- They're temporary solutions. Yeah. And I think through the pandemic, and Caroline was like this before the pandemic, but we really care about where we spend time. We want our space to feel really beautiful. Yeah. I- home. I work at home. There are days where I just 
barely leave the house for better or for worse. So we really wanted our house to be really beautiful and we just weren't comfortable being like, oh, we'll just throw in a wall light that we hate looking at. And I couldn't believe that there weren't more funky, maximalist, aesthetically pleasing options out there. And then me being me, because I'm always like, Caroline, let's do this. Let's build a product that solves this problem. And Caroline was like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of really fantastic, like truly, really thoughtful and creative systems oriented solutions. She just looks at the world in a way that I find very interesting and different than mine. But also she throws out a lot of ideas. (laughs) And so I was just like, (laughs) okay, honey, that sounds great. And then she kept bringing it up. And she kept thinking about it. We kept having the problem. We really want a light here, but we don't have a way to do it. So it was really just a problem that we had. And then anyone who comes up with an idea, you talk about it with your friends. And we were hearing from our friends, oh yeah, I could use that in my office. I could use that in my bathroom. I could use that in my bedroom. So it was more talking to people and then really thinking it through. Yeah, Rose is also an economist by trade. And so she did a lot of research and looked at the market data, which is way beyond me. I was just like, it's pretty, let's make it. And beyond like anecdotal information, you also put in all all the hard leg work to make sure that it would actually be a viable product. Yeah. And then from there, once we were like, okay, we want to explore this. Then we did the work of like, we want to design a really beautiful product. How do we do that? Mm -hmm. So we wanted to make sure pop light, we wanted it to be beautiful. Like that was number one. We wanted it to be something we would want in our home that our friends would want in their home. Because Making a product that's in someone's house is so intimate, especially because most people are going to put pop light in their bedrooms. Yeah. yeah, we want this to be a product that, you know, you're going to see it before you go to bed. You're going to see it when you wake up. Like it has to be beautiful and you have to want to use it. So that was really important to us. I love that so much. And the reason I actually discovered pop light is because I just moved. I was just saving up until my boyfriend and I moved in together. And we are also in the bottom floor of an old house. It's just so dark. Like you can even kind of see the room I'm in right now. I'm sitting right next to a little lamp. There's no overhead lighting in here. So the other side of the room is completely dark right now. I need a pop light there, honestly. But I have a pet rabbit too, which is like, so fun but he loves to chew on <laughs> we just love like you missed it because you were like talking about the rabbit which honestly we need to see but we both were just like our jaws dropped to the floor that's amazing. that's amazing oh my gosh yeah rabbits are such underrated pets he's the best and he's literally right across the room I'll show you in a second but he loves to chew on cords I swear he thinks it's like forbidden Timothy Hay I like things that stick to the wall because then it doesn't endanger his little life I love that We come across so many use cases that we had never thought about in talking to people and like hearing how they would use Poplite. But I have to say like rabbits chewing on cords is a whole (laughs) new one for us. (laughs) Like that is a new use case. So thank you for that. That is a good one. You're welcome. I'll actually wait here. Let me unplug my microphone so I can move over there. What's your rabbit's name? His name is Monty. Can you still hear me? Yes. Mm -hmm. I just unplugged my mic. I'll show you guys. He's just chilling out right now. But hey, where are you? Oh, he's in his litter box. You might not even be able to see him because it's so dark. But oh, he's, we, can see, we can see the ears. Hi, Monty. He was running around like right before this. And then I was like, I should probably put him back in there just so he doesn't get into any mischief. <laughs> my cords. So I yeah. agree. I think rabbits are underrated. We have a good friend who has a rabbit in their apartment. <laughs> well, it's really big. It was much bigger. Like when I went to meet their rabbit for the first time, I could not believe how big it was. It's bigger than our cat. By like a long shot and it's just like chilling in their apartment and it was I don't know 
the first few times I went to their house, I like could barely concentrate when we spoke because I was like, there's a rabbit. (laughs) He's definitely become a fan favorite among my friends because he is litter trained like a cat or anyway, not to get on a tangent. I loved it. I kind of want to delve more into like the first step. So when you realized that this idea was going to become a tangible product and you were going to kind of run with it, how did you start that designing process? Like, I don't even know what that entails when you want to make something, but you don't know how. I want to hear more about that. That's a great question, Lily, because we didn't either. And we made a bunch of mistakes. I think everything we've done has been like lessons learned. I don't feel like there's anything that we did that was like, wow, I really regret that. But one of the things I would advise someone to do differently is to like, for the stuff that's super important, like designing a beautiful product, which was high priority for us, just go with the right team and be mm-hmm. really choosy about who you work with. It's just the two of us. We we're self-funding Poplite. There's no one else. We are the co-founders. We're the co-owners. There's no one else. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're trying to do things on our budget and work with some designers to do the best we could with the budget we had. And we were just like, you know what, if this is the single most important thing to us, it's worth funding this to the level that it's important to us. I would say in that triangle of time, money, and quality, Rose and I have different approaches. So I would always like to have more time. (laughs) Like I'll spend more money to have more time. And Rose would, I think, always spend more time. And so I think we balance each other well in that way. But yeah, we did a lot of iteration, like basically seeing, is this a viable thing? Talking to different designers. Yeah. And knowing where we are now, which we couldn't have known at the time, it would have been probably more expedient to just find a design team and have them cover all the bases, electrical, all of the files that you need to send to manufacturing and things like that. But it's just something that we didn't know. And we were kind of figuring out as we went along. Yeah. Now we have a great design team that we really rely on and trust. But Caroline and I designed the aesthetics of Poplite, but we're both not engineers. So we needed product engineers to do all the mechanical work that part like so once you find a design team you like they're definitely out there the best way to do it if you wanted to do it is to just find a product you like and figure out who designed it um like just start backwards we didn't know that at the time but i think building that team that you can trust who can give you honest feedback and also honest pricing and let you know what things are going to cost is so important it took like a year before we got there yeah and asking all of the questions too going into a new endeavor is really intimidating. And there's a lot of things that you're not going to even know that you don't know. And I think particularly like being socialized as women, we're not supposed to, or, you know, taught to have a lot of strong opinions and push back and ask a lot of questions. So really being confident and like, Hey, this is a learning process and I want to learn. So explain it to me like I'm five or you explained it to me and I still don't get it. Explain it to me again. Like these are in their fields. And sometimes it's hard when you know what you're talking about to really make it simple. Mm. Um, But that is a really important thing to find in a partner, because if you're doing a new thing, you need their help and you need to trust that they're going to take the time to spend with you to really invest in the relationship to make sure it's something that's going to last. That is so interesting to hear because I definitely relate with the whole like jumping into a new endeavor and not even knowing what it entails until you're in it. Like that's literally me with this podcast. I had no (laughs) idea how to make a podcast. I still don't really even know like some of the the best ways to do things, but I kind of was just like, well, I want to. So I'm going to try things and ask people questions and learn. And I think that's such a powerful tool to have is to be equipped with 
questions and curiosity to figure things out and you're going to fail probably several times, but that's okay in my book. Yeah. I also think it's really important that if you find someone who isn't receptive to your questions or Mm -hmm. doesn't take the time to explain that to you or leads you to feel not so great about yourself, like they're not the right partner for you. In a lot of ways, like you're paying for a service, but you're also trying to develop a relationship. It's really hard to balance those two, right? Having a professional relationship where you pay for a service and so you expect something in return, but also a working relationship where you're trying to make sure that you're on the same page and you enjoy spending time together. Mm-hmm. And if you don't enjoy spending time with those people, That's key. don't work with them. You're going to spend so much time. This recently changed, but like my schedule used to be like before bed, talk to our manufacturing and design team, the people that are helping us get pop life to the finish line, and then wake up in the morning and immediately talk to them. So like the two hours <laughs> And the two hours immediately after I woke up were devoted to this team, not to mention all of the interchange that happens in the middle of the day, but you spend so much time with these folks. They're really like your partners. You have to like them. And if you don't feel like they value you or take your opinion seriously, or like will take time to like help you understand, it's totally not worth it. But especially taking that on in addition to your other job, you know, you only have so much control over your coworkers and the people you work with on the day to day, but you decided to do this and take this on as an additional thing. So it makes sense. You'd want to be working with people that are respectful and even pleasant, dare I say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pleasant is, help. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny. The bar is so low sometimes. And yeah. it's like, I just want to work with nice people. Is that so much to ask for? And like, sometimes it is. I'm interested in talking about how social media has influenced this whole thing because you have a social media empire beginning in addition to a product. <laughs> and I'm just like, I love the aesthetic of it. I love the vibe and the way you do Q and a on your Instagram page, because I think with any good product, you know, all the different ways that someone could use it, but maybe someone who just runs across it scrolling on TikTok might be like, Oh, that's cool. But mm, I don't know if that really serves my need. I'm imagining places to put it that I didn't even think of until I saw some of your posts. Tell me about social media and how you guys have brought that in as an element of the business as well. Yeah, Yeah. that's a great question. It is a good question. I'll start. (laughs) You seem so confident. Yeah. I, as a therapist, like part of my whole deal is that I'm not on the internet. Like I am a little bit of an enigma by choice. And like my, my policy with all my clients is like, ask me anything that you want. And if I don't feel like it would be helpful to share, I'll tell you why. But yeah, like part of the deal is that I am, uh, I'm kind of a blank slate. I'm kind of private. And so being in all of our social media was a a big change for me. We also, we made a decision when we were thinking about the brand and what we wanted pop like to like look and feel like that we would have our faces in it. Mm -hmm. Like you'll see other brands. It's just the product but it's just me and Caroline in our house, like in our bathroom, like showing pop light. We made that decision. And for Caroline, it was like a, <laughs> it was a big <laughs> for me. <laughs> like I just recently had a client be like, Hey, the internet sent you to me. And I was like, welcome. <laughs> Here we are. <laughs> but everyone's respectful. The thing that I've loved about social media and pop light is like when I was just an individual on Instagram, I would go on Instagram and I would scroll and I'd get like, I think that feeling everyone gets on Instagram of I'm not exercising enough. I'm not eating right. I didn't hang out with the right people. I didn't do the right thing. Yes. The way everyone feels, which is the reason that you're doom scrolling constantly. And then when we started building out Poplite, Instagram became so much fun. 
because the engagement we had was so positive. The comments people leave are so funny. Sometimes if I'm just feeling low, I'll read the comments on our Instagram post because they are so hilarious. Yeah. I what are some that. of the favorite ones you've gotten? Like what's your all-time favorite comments? I think my favorites are the ones that are like, this is clearly designed by women because it's perfect. <laughs> they're, like, they're just like, obviously this is designed by women because you've thought of everything. Like it's just really it's really cute. Like the queer community, mm. non-binary femme presenting community is like really pulling out the stops for us. <laughs> they're <laughs> loving like, lovely. It, it's really lovely. It's yeah. Really lovely. There've just been some hilarious comments. Like it's made social media really, really fun. It's just been such a good time. We weren't expecting the virality of Poplight, but I think that goes to show when I was like, oh, it solved the problem for us. Like we needed a Poplight we're learning that lots of people needed a pop light. And so there's so many comments on our TikTok that were like, where were you five years ago? Like this would have been great in the dorm room. It's been this really fun community. And then I think with the Kickstarter and the success we've had there, keeping that energy and that stoke live through the Kickstarter and then building it until we have product to ship to people. Like we're so excited to get pop lights to people, but the energy in the community has been like the best part of pop light by, mm -hmm. by like a long shot, which I honestly thought, wouldn't be the case. I thought it'd be the most challenging. It's definitely like time consuming, but it's personally the most rewarding part. Yeah. Those who make TikToks on the regs, Ooh. I am impressed. They're doing the Lord's work. <laughs> so hard. It's so hard. It takes a lot of thought. It makes me happy to hear that you've had such a positive experience with it. That goes to show the good sides of social media. It's a good thing that as a society, we now have a little more discourse about like the negative effects, but there's still some good things about it that can bring some hope to people. I love that it was a decision to be part of your brand, if that makes sense. Like your faces, your names, even the way you sign the emails, Rose from Poplight, it makes it more personal. And, you know, even if it blows up to a huge scale, people will know who you are and they'll know your values. And that's just such a cool thing to be able to say about your, your product and your business. I jokingly and not jokingly call Rose the mayor because she's <laughs> a rock. Um, like she truly will talk to anyone. And so it's also just really fun to watch her build just like truly a, a really authentic community based on her funny remarks and like mm -hmm. personality and people just connecting with who you are. And it's really, it's really cute. Yeah, it's super fun. Oh, you guys are so cute together, by the way. You're having so much fun. It's also like, really fun to work on something with your partner. I know not everyone would feel that way, but it's so nice that we're working together. We're mega enjoying it. Mm -hmm. That is really fun. We have such different jobs. Yeah, absolutely. Rose is very data efficiency, logistics systems oriented, and I'm very much more large picture. I delight about certain things and Rose like really puts her nose to the grindstone about others that I would just cry if I had to do. <laughs> so I bet you'd make a really good team. What are some of your inspirations, or I guess who are some of your inspirations? What are some products that inspired you guys? aesthetically or other entrepreneurs that you really admire? I'm curious. <laughs> yeah, great question. We joke that I'm the consumer of the family because I love all things aesthetic and I'm constantly just like gathering beautiful things for our home. There's this one brand who's just like media aesthetic is just like chef's kiss. It's yeah. so good. But I would say Bathing Culture out of San Francisco is a really small brand with just this really fantastic online presence. Amazing product. Yeah. Oh, it smells so good. They make soap. Yeah. Cool. Soap and oh. 
but like nice natural soap and you can get it you can buy it in bulk and refill it in containers so it like doesn't feel like you're oh. just getting packaging yeah graza is also another one huge fan of graza the olive oil that comes in a squirt bottle yes i've seen that that's so cool great great product and also the innovativeness of taking something that we use olive oil every single day well we've been using a lot of butter recently but that's a different (laughs) issue the genius of a squirt bottle is just like i have mine in one a glass jar with a little metal tube it's supposed to be like a classier version of the olive oil bottle but it comes out so fast and you can't slow it down and then if it on the side of the bottle you just created like a small disaster we were at missile. a friend's house for dinner one time and caroline picked up the olive oil and the bottle was like greasy and just like slid out of her hand just smashed full bottle of olive oil on our friend's apartment floor and that's all i think this was also the second time we had spent time with they didn't them. invite us back <laughs> that's not true <laughs> other brands that we admire are brands that have like awesome social presence and have this really vibrant community I think, oh, it's yeah. not necessarily, I mean, it is a brand. It's not a product, but like Molly Baz. Mm. Um, we love her. She is a whole. We're looking at it. Like, we're like, oh, the book. <laughs> yeah, she's incredible. Like her voice, her presence, her um, style. The look of her brand is a goal for mm-hmm. us. Yeah, just like her community that she's built. I really admire I really admire that. It feels very true. Obviously, I don't know her. Would love mm-hmm. to know her. Uh, but <laughs> Molly Baz, reach out if you're listening. Yeah, to shout out. <laughs> but yeah, Molly Baz also is another one. Yeah. Who else would you say? Somebody I've been following a lot, and I like the product a lot, and I think what he built is really cool, is Moise Ali, who built Native Deodorant, mm-hmm. which is like a higher-end deodorant. Basically, like the deodorants we put on our bodies are such low quality, and just I use native deodorant. It is such yes, a great product. I've struggled with eczema my whole life, and there has never been another deodorant I've ever used that hasn't given me eczema. Literally, to think there's all these chemicals in our deodorant that we're putting yeah. on, it's insane. You should, you should tweet him, or if you DM him on Twitter, he'll get back to you because I've DM'd him a bit. I'll be like so touched if you say that. I seriously will because it changed my life. I did competitive dance for years and obviously when you're working out all the time, you get stinky and I needed a good deodorant. I used men's deodorant because yeah. women's oh my God, I think like products suck and you're like, I got to use the men's version. I just have to smell like Axe body spray if I want <laughs> yeah. to Literally, I think I used Old Spice for like five years and it was so bad. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> yeah, I think that product is really cool. Deodorant's like three to five dollars and he was like no I'm gonna make a higher quality product it just has to be more expensive because it's better and people were like no one will pay this much for deodorant but people will pay that much for deodorant because people like you and people like us just don't want to slather myself in chemicals all day I want a higher quality product that smells better it's just really cool what you can do if you're like people want this it solves a problem and I'm gonna make it beautiful I'm gonna package it nicely it's gonna smell good it's just really smart and it seems like such a small problem but it's a huge thing to tackle I used to just be a really big social media observer and really engage with people but now that people you know engage with us it really has pointed out how lovely it is to receive some love like there's real people behind brands yeah 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 and so I think it's really awesome to be able to be like I loved that and then someone's like thank you <laughs> that means a lot it's really I, I agree. Different brands that I really like that I follow, I always comment on their posts. Even if they have hundreds of thousands of followers, there's no way they're ever going to see my one comment because sometimes they do and they'll like it. They should. There is a human, there's a brand manager, a social media manager behind every post and every comment and heart makes them so happy. Let's talk about your gumption. Now, I think Poplite itself is like a total gumption move, but I want to give you the space to tell a gumption story or like talk about what you think your gumption is. 
just because sometimes that doesn't always fit in the confines of what else we've been talking about. So it could be together, it could be individually, but let's hear about your gumption. Hope it's not to your credit, but Popeye is definitely our gumption, my gumption story. Mostly on the vulnerability and fear place. We worked on Poplite for three years, quietly working, designing, building, thinking, prepping for basically coming out to the world on social media. We had been talking to some friends about it, but also like, ah, this is kind of weird. This is very weird that we're building a wall light. Like this doesn't really make any <laughs> sense who we are. And then also people, friends are like, this is stupid. Like, why are you doing this? This makes no like sense. A single friend. No one, that. Yeah. <laughs> like it's stupid, but people were like, okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You keep doing you. We'll see it. Yeah. We'll see what happens. And that's fair. If someone came to me and was like, I'm designing a dishwasher, I'd be like, good luck. I don't know. <laughs> people pursue weird things, but just bringing this out on social media and putting our faces in front of Poplight, deciding that we want it to be a big part of how it grows and what it looks like. That was really scary. And I've had to tell my job about Poplight because it got big enough to the point where my coworker saw it on TikTok. And that was like a, a moment I was really nervous about. It's scary yeah. to be, I've been working on this thing. I haven't told you about it because I've just been working on it to build it up and make it great. And now I have to start sharing it with the world. And it was really scary. Like I had some sleepless yeah. nights. Wow. We're going to tell everyone we're doing this. <laughs> in terms of Poplight, pretty similarly, I love doing art and crafts and making things. You should show Lily what you're doing right now. Oh, I'm ripping off the hem of a thrifted old vintage J. Crew sweatshirt that I'm going to put oh, a new hem on. A colorful, <laughs> vibrant hem. I'm like never not doing something with my hands. But there's such a difference between like making things that you wear and you have around your house and then like putting out into the world and saying, look at this art. Isn't it neat? Um, and so like, I would definitely say that putting our faces behind Poplet and being like, this is what we're doing and we're, we're doing it did feel pretty scary. That being said, I don't think that my identity is super tied up in profession, at least in, in this profession. Like I think in therapy, that's kind of like, it's chicken or the egg for me. Am I who I am because I'm a therapist or I'm a therapist because I am who I am? But yeah. Putting our faces and like our names behind yeah. top light has been really, it is uh, really intimidating. Risk. It was a really intimidating experience. Yeah, I, I hear you. It's just so impressive that it's been so successful. And I think it goes to show that people want to see brands that are very personal and have a meaning to the people who created them. I know that's what I want to see as a consumer, more so just as a person who needs things and wants to find beautiful, fun things that fulfill my needs. Monty is being really, he's chewing so loud over there. I don't know if you guys can hear that, but he's like going crazy. I'm feeling the energy here. I'm so stoked. <laughs> Poplight. Yeah, this is really fun. Yeah, this is really fun. We definitely are like, we love Poplight. You spend so much time building something and you just learn to love it. We talk about it so much. It's really fun that it's real and it's in the world yeah. now. And we like it. Yeah. I, I use it as my reading light next to our bed, but like Rose is constantly taking it off the wall to create content. I'm so glad that she does. We use it constantly. <laughs> but like, I'll get back into the bedroom and it'll be gone and I'll be bummed because I'll be like, where did my Poplite go? Like, I actually need it and I like using it. Yeah. So it's really fun. Yeah. We yeah. love that. I, we also just love spending time together. We're having like a really good time doing this. Yeah. <laughs> I am so glad. And I can't even tell you how many of my guests have said that. Granted, yeah. most of the people I've had on the podcast are just my friends. So it's like, 
this is fun for me too, because I'm meeting new people that, I mean, I was just in Denver, but I probably wouldn't have crossed your path if it wasn't for social media. So it's fun for me too. Also, I just want to say really quickly, Poplite is such a good name. I don't know who came up with that, but it is like perfect. It That's communicates right. the product so well and it's cute too. So thank you. Do you want to know a funny story about the name? Of course. Yes. So we were talking about Poplite, like we said, for months and months and months. Hey, like what if we created this wallet that's stuck on a wall? And then we were talking about it a lot and I, we like had the aha moment. We should call it Poplite. And then we were calling it Poplite, even though it wasn't real. We were just like talking to our friends and family about Poplite, <laughs> like real. And then my mom called me one day and she was like, Rose, I thought of a perfect name for this wallet you keep talking about. And I was like, what? And she was like, Poplite. Mom, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> it was it was so weird. It's like but you inceptioned her. Yeah, I inceptioned her, but it was like such a my mom moment. She didn't hear you say that it was called. No, she 100% did. We've been calling it Poplite for months. And she just called me and was like, I, I have a money maker for you. And I was like, mom. That's such a mom moment. People ask about the name. That's like all I think about. How can the listeners get Poplite? Because I know that after they hear this episode, they're going to be like, damn, I want one. So where can they get one? Tell me about it. Yeah, we are crowdfunding right now on Kickstarter. For people who don't know what Kickstarter is, it's a way to back something before it's in production or available in retail or on an e-commerce store. The reason we wanted to use Kickstarter is because we have this like really awesome, amazing Poplite community. And through Kickstarter, we could offer pre-ordering of Poplite at a discount. So as a thank you to our backers, we're offering Poplite at over 29% off. This will never really happen again. So if like you are interested in a pop light, like back us on Kickstarter before March 21st when the Kickstarter ends, because this discount's very good. And it's just a thank you because people are like supporting us before we can actually ship them the pop light. And then we're planning to get pop lights to the people by the end of the year. Maybe like a secret update for your listeners is we're already in pre-production, which means we're really close to having pop lights manufactured. Oh Our God. goal is to get people really, really, really soon. We're still going to say end of the year just to be safe, but we're going to try and get pop lights to the people as soon as we can. And our Kickstarter link is in our Instagram bio, as well as on our TikTok bio. You should follow us on TikTok just to watch me like ruthlessly embarrass myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's Pop Light Denver is our TikTok and our Instagram handle is the pop light. Yeah. Thank so you. basically it's like pre-ordering a pop light. It's like putting one on hold, yeah. knowing that the shipping time is full for the long haul. Yeah. That's a good way to describe it. Kickstarter is a little, like, I know the concept's a little weird to people. Kickstarter was really big when I was in college. I don't think it's like at its heyday anymore. We love the idea of it because it lets the whole community be involved in like getting pop light through the finish line. And so it's been really fun to have so much momentum. Like we just hit our stretch goal, which was $130,000 yesterday, wow. which is like insane and it's also great because it means you can produce a fourth pop light color which is yeah yeah so our community is actually voting on the fourth pop light color right now so on probably on sunday night or monday we'll announce the new color that's so exciting and forgive me for not knowing this but what are the colors you already have i know there's an orange one i think there's an orange one right yeah, it's technically vermilion red. <laughs> it's kind of like a persimmon. We love her. We think she's so cute. Okay. But it's like a it's like a spicy red color that we love. It looks very good on pop light. But uh, vermilion red, matte black, and sage green. And you can see those colors on our Instagram. And then the fourth color will be released soon. And that means our Kickstarter backers can choose between all four colors. Awesome. Um, and then in the future, like near term, we plan on doing tons of colors, mm-hmm. like neons, neutrals. We really want it to be when you go to our 
website, we want you to see like every color option you can imagine. A thing that I love too is sometimes these decisions can feel really overwhelming because it's it's a big decision, right? We're going to produce thousands of pop lights in this color and we want to make sure we get the right one. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so nice. We just like ask <laughs> the community what they want and they tell us. And it's it's such a fun way of hearing people's feedback and making sure that they're getting what they want and yeah. also kind of taking some of the decision fatigue out of all of the daily choices that we make this community that's so engaged Mm -hmm. and it's like demanding these colors shout out to the person who asked for a clear pop light that is so genius i don't think we can do that right now but i definitely want to do that at some point i definitely want to get my hands on the i thought it was orange but vermilion red because that's like kind of the color of gumption right now yeah Um, i have a podcast corner in my office but like I said, the lighting is really bad in there. So I'm doing it out here because it's just too dark in there to like do a zoom or anything. But if I get a pop light, then I could put it right there and it would just like yeah. a little on air sign, like it would be perfect. So, Aww, that's so oh, cute. that would be perfect. That's awesome. Yeah, that's great. You both were amazing. And seriously, I had so much fun doing this conversation. So I really appreciate you being willing to just take a chance on being on someone's random podcast that lives in Cleveland. I'm just like so excited to share this with my listeners, because a lot of the people that listen to my podcast are in their early twenties, just moved out or moved to a new city and are figuring it out, you know, and they need wall lighting. (laughs) (laughs) They need wall lighting, but also nice things you can take with you. Yeah. You can move pop light with you, but I also feel like you can do anything. Like the fact that we're building this wall light, it's just bananas and it's so cool. And we're doing it together you have an idea for something that you think people would use, you should see it through and see if you can make it into something. It's a, it's a really wild process, but it's so much fun. And even if it doesn't turn into something, you will learn so much. There you have it, everybody. Again, that was Rose and Caroline, the founders and creators of Poplight. I know I will be getting my hands on a Poplight as soon as physically possible. I supported them through their Kickstarter campaign to self-fund their product, and though their goal was only set to $9,100, they ended up raising $163,000. That is so exciting to me because that means they can make more colors, they can ship it out to more people, and it's also just really exciting to see a brand whose people you know, you know the faces behind it as they talked about, And just see it doing so well, rallying so much support from the community, and it makes me so happy. You can follow their social media. They're on Instagram at ThePopLight. They're also on TikTok at PoplightDenver. And you can join the 1,481 people who have already backed their project on Kickstarter.com. I will link their page in my episode description so that you can get your own PopLight by pre-ordering it today. Thank you all so much for listening. This was episode 13 of Gumption, entitled Let There Be Poplight, Transforming Ideas into Reality. And a special little bonus for all of my listeners who have made it this far to the end. After creating our Gumption and Love playlist that went with the last episode, I just had so much fun doing that, and I'm going to keep doing it for as many episodes as it applies. So this week's episode has a light-themed playlist. It'll be linked in the episode description as well, and you can also find it on my Spotify And it'll just be light, airy, fun, sunshiny tunes to welcome us into spring and get us thinking about illuminating the good in our lives. So love you guys. Bye.